What's up? <laughs> uh, Welcome to another episode of Snack Specs. As always, I'm your host, Snackson, joined with Goose. I had something I was going to tell you before we start, like, before we, I don't fucking you don't remember. I don't remember, dude. Whatever. Write it's, down, it's I was going to tell him something. I've been really good about writing down, uh, yeah. writing down ideas. I wrote like, some down, too. I've got, like, uh, where are they? Hold on, they're my phone notes. Um, writing down ideas for, like, content stuff, dude, look. Got like, got like a little little notes thing. Oh, started. nice! Yeah, fucking a. I think I wrote some down too. I had a good one. I had this tick. Oh, I don't want to say it on air because all so maybe don't one of our TikTok. ten yeah. ten listeners will steal 50, it. Fifty thousand. Yeah, fifty thousand, dude. Uh oh, yeah. I was actually gonna do. I think surgery impersonators, like the people who like get surgery to look like a Barbie or <laughs> oh, like yeah, a tiger. Yeah. You know, I was gonna do one of those. I think that'd be cool. That would be cool. I don't know how much. I I reckon the most famous ones kind of are a community. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. They got to know each other. You said we'll those two twins that are like super like yeah, I know super famous about. people yeah. like super famous dudes. Well, I want to say famous, but they're like super wealthy and they just look. They they wanted to look better and th- but they did. They look like Gaston. Yeah, yeah, but they not look, in a good yeah, way. They like look, literally, uh, if a cartoon became y- a man. Yeah, they look like they got punched in the face a whole lot. But you know, whatever makes oh, them happy. Oh, the, those like Russian dudes who aren't, don't they have like a bunch of cryptocurrency investments or some shit like that? Yeah, they're fucking wealthy. They're super wealthy. Yeah. Um, oh very, my very god, wealthy. they look bad. Yeah, they do not look good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, do not. Anyway, we were just looking at dudes with synthol. Yeah, that's injected right. Injected into them. Oh my. <coughs> Jesus Christ, dude! What? I don't know. I understand how you think you look good. I know. Um, uh, so you told me that you were going to cover famous people and their fetishes, which yeah. I really like the idea <coughs> of. Yeah, that was a uh, suggestion. It was to kind me of yeah. by Baby Hater six 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 on Instagram. Nice, a nice name. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly yeah. the kind of crowd that I'm looking yeah. for. <laughs> Straight uh, up, I liked the idea. Of something kind of like that. So I did like notable and prolific collectors, like people who have. Cool collections, and I actually ended up being more about, like, cool people who have collections than, yeah. like, people who have cool collections. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? Because some of the people turned out to be really interesting. That's fair. So, I'll just start her up. Uh, I started with this one. So, this one isn't that cool. I wish I would have grabbed my socks. My feet are cold. Well, it's because you got the fan blasting. Well, your AC I'd, down I'd know. to 62. I turn the AC off and then turn the fan on. When I come in compensate. here, I turn the temp up in your house. Dude, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's too fucking yeah, cold, dude. I get cold fast as fuck. <laughs> uh, so back in the fucking early internet days, before there were the websites, you know, before there was Google, YouTube, yeah. Facebook, the six websites yeah. that exist. Um, before that, that happened, it used to be a cool thing to be like, look at this little thing I found and you'd share it around. And that's like, uh, like websites would go viral. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, so this was like one of that time, which was called the asphalt museum. And, and you would share this shitty little terrible website here. I've got it loaded up. It's that's incredible. Right. Um, and that, and that would go around and oh, look at it. Look at it. Oh, oh my God. It's, what a what a perfect. relic of internet it, history. They haven't updated is. it one it's iota, good. Dude. Good, dude. It's incredible. It started in, uh, let's see, 1999, roughly. I mean, and that's, this is what the internet looked like. You know, yeah. this is this was it. Um, I called it, it was big when the internet was small. Yeah. Which I think is a good way very to describe nice, it. Nice. Uh, from this passage in a local article in 1999. It's called The World Famous Asphalt Museum Doubles as Scott Gordon's Office at Sonoma State University in Northern California 
where he's an assistant professor of computer science. Gordon claims that his office slash museum contains the most select holdings of any asphalt museum in the world. What? A claim no, ha- hard, uh, no doubt hard to deny. <laughs> um, visitors are welcome to view pieces of asphalt from highways around the country during Gordon's office hours. Nice, and it, nice. basically the whole thing was this kind of a gag of this guy who had a a pretty weird collection yeah. that he shared on the internet. And it was the first unique instance of the internet collaborating on yeah. something. So people would send him weird pieces of asphalt <laughs> and uh, it, it's pretty cool. The, he's got like these photos of it, of like what the museum looks like. He, you know, take the grand tour. Yeah. He says it's housed in a brand new four story structure plan to spend several hours perusing the extensive collection. It's just shelves. Yeah, just shelves of asphalt. <laughs> it's just one yeah. single, a tall, four-shelf thing with, like, a few different rocks on it. That's amazing. Different pieces of asphalt that people have sent him. Yeah, look at this computer that he uses to maintain his database. Dude, like a green yeah. screen, old-ass like computer. Osborne one, bro. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking exactly. Uh, the oldest known photo of the museum was a just a picture of a box from 1991. <laughs> with like, six pieces of asphalt Tight. in it. Uh, what was really funny was they actually had shown pieces of the asphalt in a museum in Milan. Really? They sent it out and they that's exhibited cool. it. Yeah, yeah I thought that was sick. really sick. Yeah. The donors page that is listed is just seven people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you know, their names. Yeah. And, like, they could write whatever they wanted, basically. Tied, yeah, it was so cute. It's just this little look of what the internet used to feel yeah, like. Yeah, it used to be. Everybody thought, like, there'd be, you know... Basically, these all yeah. these tiny micro blogs that you'd share around and yeah. whatever. I've recently been trying to spend less time on Reddit, and so I was just like, I'm gonna you know read on the internet. I'm gonna go to these websites, and yeah. I like couldn't think of websites. Dude, I was like, yeah, there's only like there's only the four websites. Few of you them. Go to. Yeah, maybe I was five like, I go now. to you know 4chan, Reddit, Facebook. And uh, fucking, I don't know, the firearm blog for me. Yeah. That's like all four websites that uh, I go yeah, to. Mine's fucking Reddit, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Yeah. Snapchat. I mean, that's the only thing I use. You don't even need to go anywhere else. I yeah. miss these days, yeah. dude. I yeah. thought this was a cute little thing. You can find cool, obscure websites like I am board. I wonder if I am board.com is still a thing. He has a piece of cobblestone from pre 1906 San Francisco, which is, you know, that's kind of neat. Yeah, that's cool. It's got an old piece of whatever, piece of rock. Uh, but that's it. That's that. It's not like amazing. I just thought it was a cute little internet thing. Oh, uh, this one that the next one I was going to cover, I've actually got to see was the Iceland Phallological Museum. That's uh, have you ever heard of that? No. Its website is title is incredible. It's phallus.is. That's it. And it is. It's a museum of penises. It's the world's largest Excuse display me. of penises and penile parts with over 250 specimens. Oh, dude, imboard.com is has been shut down. Oh, I used dude, to go the there all the gone. time, man. I used to go there all the time growing up. That's sad. That is sad. RIP to the internet. Yeah, uh, it was abruptly shut down in January 30, 2019. Just abruptly? Yeah. I mean, internet sites but aren't ever like snork- phased out slowly. That doesn't yeah, really make any sense. They they created snork blot.com sounds terrible it sounds awful that's not that's not a thing either what was that one website where you would just basically click through a million different pages and each one would be like a gif playing with some music it's like ytmnd or something like that uh, i remember funnyjunk.com i think it is white oh no this isn't it it was like ah oh, man i can't remember uh Wow, YTMD is some website from 2001 called You're the Man Dog. 
It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, we're yeah, getting off track. Yeah, so the penis museum, it's it's not the world's largest collections of penises because yeah. that's your mom's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, or Comic-Con, whichever yeah, one has yeah. more penises. Yeah. It's, it was located or is located in Reykjavik, Iceland. Uh, that's, oh, okay. Yeah, I got to see it there. That's cool. I didn't go tour it, but I went inside because I was like, is that a penis yeah, museum? Yeah, is that a dick museum? I just kind of – because Reykjavik yeah. isn't that big, and I just walked around literally the whole town – and I've, you know, found anything there was to look at yeah, in the whole dude. place. And I was like, oh, what? I went in and I was like, yeah, it's a penis museum. I'm going to turn the fan off. <laughs> I fucking told <laughs> you. I'm like, when I first wake up, like, I'm re- I get really cold. But then throughout the day, it's like, I just, I'm like, all right, constant coldness at all times. Yeah. Uh, after my body's woken up, we got adjusted to the bed. Oh, man. She's talking dead air. Oh, yeah, dead air. <laughs> I was waiting for. I was trying to load up this picture of this. Uh, the reason I spotted it was because it has this hilarious stone penis art right out front. That's just like super crude and not amazing. Look at it. Look at it. Oh, that's amazing. Hilarious. No, no not at all. It's just a big rock yeah. on some little rocks, and you're like, yeah, that's a penis. Hey, can you guys hear us in the same microphone? How recorded the podcast was this intimate? That would be whole. This right face to face us recording. Good God, I'm gonna record. I'm gonna speak right into your mouth. They have the five foot front tip of a whale penis, which is unbelievable. That's just the front part of it. How big is it? blue whale penis size? It's like a Volkswagen size. Eight to ten feet long with a foot long diameter. Its balls weigh 150 pounds and they ejaculate gallons of sperm. That's what, that's what they think. Uh, that's what one they think. foot. That's that's what they think. The picture, you know, that famous picture of the the Nessie. The yeah, oh, that's what they think it is dick. a whale's dick. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like one. It does look like it one. looks exactly like. Ah, uh, that's really funny. Yeah, they have a five foot uh, front tip of the blue whale penis and a two millimeter hamster bone penis that you need a magnifying glass really? to see. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Bro, hamsters just be dying for no reason. I <laughs> what? swear. Dude, my, that's funny you say that because my sister had two hamsters that died for no for reason. No reason, yeah. Know? One of them's like, its guts like shot out its asshole yeah. for absolutely no reason. Yeah, my brother had two awful. hamsters and one hamster ate the other one and the one that ate the other one just died for no reason. I was oh like, my God. Hamsters are fucking evil, man. Uh, so let's see. Oh, yeah. It started in 1974. Uh, because he was like a kid in this whaling town, and someone said "ha ha ha," and they gave him a bull penis, and then they're like "ha ha ha," they gave him a whale yeah, penis. Yeah, this is hilarious. And by 1990, the guy's got several dozen penises. Classic and He goes, "I guess gotcha. I'm a penis collector." Yeah. Now. <laughs> I think exactly that. The gotcha. I was like, "ha ha," I guess. Yeah, yeah. Look, I got you a bull penis. Yeah. You're like, okay, funny, whatever. Yeah. But he kept it, which is really funny. So it opened in a whale watching town that I'm not going to attempt to pronounce because it's Icelandic. And but he moved it into Reykjavik in 2011. Oh, okay. uh, I really loved the line about the curator on the website. It said, "As a second generation philologist, philolo- he is expected to set the standard for philology worldwide." Oh, <laughs> oh man, this guy's got the whole penis yeah. world on his shoulders. Big standard setting. This guy's doing. Uh, this one. I only, only wrote about because I'm going to go try to see it. It's in uh, Boston. It's called the Burnt Fu- Food Museum. Okay. It's founded by Deborah Henson Conant, a Grammy-nominated harpist. She does this thing called hip harping. You should. This is the only reason I wrote about her because she turned out to be super weird lady. Awesome. She was. She still to this day gives harp lessons all the time. Really? I wish we could. Uh, can we? Is it fair use if we just played a little bit? I don't know. Let's not risk it. It's I, yeah, I don't yeah. know what uh, I don't know what the laws with that are. So uh, it, it's not it's not a big thing at all. The Facebook page has What's like seven hundred likes. Uh, Deborah 
Henson, like Jim Henson, yeah. Conant, but you'll find it with Deborah Henson. Conant, there we go. Yeah. Um, the, but this was another one of those like internet things that was big in the old days. If you look this up and read about it, every single article about it is from like 2001 to 2007. Yeah, yeah. Basically, this is all I'm, they talk. All her Al, Al March, who is like, it's wild. Very, Dude, she's a, a, a radical school. harpist. Yeah. The, you wouldn't even, I, I'm going to cover like the harpist community harpist next. Yeah, she looks like a radical harpist, dude. <laughs> the exhibits are kind of hilarious. It's just another funny website, really. They, uh, she started it by... She had a pot of apple cider on, on the stove, and she was heating it up on a cold winter day in Boston and got an interesting phone call that she spent a lot of time on and came back, and she just formed a solid column of burnt apple cider after, really? because she'd left it there. And so she formed this museum uh, of – she calls it a monument to man's fallibility, which is incredible, <coughs> yeah. and people send her a bunch of weird food. Uh, I thought that uh, it was small, like the Asphalt Museum – she has over 49,000 pieces of Jesus burnt food. Christ, it is undoubtedly the largest collection of burnt food that exists on this planet. Good God. It's, it's, that's a lot. I can't imagine. That's a whole lot. The, you can go tour it. Uh, she offers a private museum experience open exclusively for private events. It's a 90 minute interactive event for up to nine guests for $3,500. Oh my God. Yeah. So I was going to ask her if she could bring it down a little bit yeah. and they tell her, Hey, I'll put it on the podcast. We have thousands <laughs> of listeners, which is totally true. Uh, and there's only going to be four of us, not nine of us. Cause I couldn't possibly get nine people yeah. at a burnt food museum. Do you play, that the, is do you play the harp the entire time? Yeah. Like you better be harping your ass. That's $400 a person. Yeah, for $3,500. For fucking looking at burnt food. Yeah. Uh, the, the Facebook page is, is just active to this day, sharing pictures of burnt food. Amazing. All the time. Amazing. I, I love the uh, dedication to yeah, the joke. Yeah, absolutely. There's one where they have they have this thing called uh, Hash Blacks. It was a piece of really burnt toast from 1980. Oh, my And God. they had a piece of bread next to it titled Artist's Rendition of Original Condition. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's they got funny. the dark rye, extra dark, thrice baked potato, that kind of stuff. Okay. It's just burnt food. You get it. It's it's kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one I'm moving on to is the large collections. I, I, I wanted to, I, I was going to have just like, wow, this guy has a lot of this thing. And I was like, this is boring. Yeah. There's just a bunch of boring things. So I was looking around for one's, like large collections, but by interesting people. And Zero Freitas is really fucking interesting. Uh, he was born in 1955. He was gifted a stereo with like 200 records as a child. Nice. And uh, some of it was ruined in a flood, but he got them all back later. Okay. He says his mom had 500 records, got him in col- into collecting, and by the time that he was in high school, he had over 3,000. So he's just so into records. Yeah. He studied music in college, but he took over the family business of running bu- uh, buses in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And by the time he was, I wrote 300, by the time he was 30, (laughs) he had uh, 25,000 records. Damn. And you're like, that seems like a lot of records. This dude hasn't even got fucking started, bro. Yeah, This dude loves music. His first record was by Jovem Garda, uh, the Brazilian Beatles. Yeah. He bought it with his pocket money as a child. I was watching this BBC interview with him, and he, like, puts on a record for him, and this dude's just, like, transported to another world listening to really? it. Really? Like, no, his guys do, like, music is DMT to yeah, this dude. Yeah, yeah, And this, this interview was in 2015, and he, at, by this time, he had 5 million records. I was like, 
what is going Where on? Where do you put you know, five And I was like, is this records? your business, yeah. right? I'm reading more about it. He has entire teams of people really? buying and cataloging these records. He's really? buying entire fucking container ships or containers full of Where records. Where is he getting the money for this? Th- dude, this bus industry was popping yeah, off. Apparently. He's like a wealthy man oh, okay. because of it. Yeah, which I was like, damn, I didn't know. I didn't know the bus industry yeah, could was, really was, be popping yeah, you make in you Sao Paulo. Yeah. yeah, oh, this dude was loaded. Well, and what really got me interested was he was doing this anonymously for almost all of his life. Like he, no one knew. Like a you know famous fucking uh, music reviewer would die, and someone anonymously buy up fifty thousand yeah. of his records. You know, uh, a store, a famous store like in New York, yeah, would go out of business. Someone anonymously bought up like four hundred thousand of those oh, records, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, in two thousand ten. This one guy who had a store could not get rid of his fucking three million records. And he was like, you know, he put up an auction for it. It fell through. And, like, there was uh, some other deal, like, with another store. But then the store didn't end up getting built. And so, but someone anonymously was like, hey, we will buy all of it for more money than you ever need. And he bought eight semi-trucks full of records. Anonymously. He states in a couple interviews, he goes, I've gone to therapy for 40 years, and he cannot explain why he's unable to stop buying records. (laughs) This guy, I I was like, whoa. He's like, I don't know, man. Dude, the more I'm reading about it, so I'm like looking at big records. Zero zero comes up, right? I'm like, wow, that's a lot of records. Maybe he's got a business. And I'm reading about it, I'm like, whoa, this guy's like insane about records. Yeah. Yeah, holy he shit. has over 100,000 individual records from just Cuba, which he estimates be, to be nearly everything ever recorded in Cuba on record. That's which, not wild. like he owns all the records that have ever existed yeah, in Cuba, yeah, but, but just everything yeah. that's been put on a record, he's got it, which is amazing. So now he has 7 million total records, and, but he, he does estimate that. 30% of the collection is copies, which I had wondered about that as I was reading. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, surely like, not individually. Yeah, individual records. No, I was thinking that. She was like, how many, how many, like, uh, uh, copies, uh, copies yeah. do you have, like duplicates? Fucking, you know, two million are, <sighs> are copies. Uh, the first LP he ever bought was a Roberto Carlos record. Now he has 1,793 copies of his works, Jesus. which is the largest individual artist in his whole collection. Yeah, goddamn. Which makes <laughs> sense. You know, like uh, our buddy Wade or, or Demetrius, they have a lot of records. I, yeah, I was, I was literally about to say, I thought Wade. Had, I thought they I thought had a Wade lot of records. Because when we moved. This guy would sneeze and lose a box of records yeah. bigger than everything yeah. these guys have ever owned. When, when, we, when we moved, half the moving Wade's room was moving his records, like just fucking totes and totes and totes of That's vinyls. Crazy. And I was like, oh my God. Dude. I was like, geez, that's a lot of fucking money. That is. Here. Yeah. Uh, this guy, dude, he didn't. I could not find a single dollar estimate. He was not willing to provide one. And you know, I bet when someone's like, "Oh my God, someone help me get rid of my three million records," you could say any price you want. Yeah. Oh you, yeah. You, any price at yeah. all. The that auction that had f- fell through went up to three million dollars. So a Jesus buck a record, you know. Christ. And, but you know, this guy's like, "Oh," f-, but. I was like, oh my god, he's spending millions of dollars Offers, at a time. Offer you more money than you'll ever need. That's fucking <laughs> That's incredible. Insane. And uh, he says he's about 20 years behind on logging all of his records. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's like 70 years old. Yeah. He was born in, yeah, 1955. Oh, yeah, yeah, 20 years. You got, so he's 66, I'm yeah. Not sure if you got 20 years, I'm like, bud. you gotta slow down. Yeah. But his, his long-term plan now is to make the collection accessible to the public to be the largest archive of, of records That's in the cool. world. That's and right. I think that's so cool, because a lot of this stuff is going to disappear forever. You know, like there's not going Honestly, to. Honestly, yeah. There was this one woman 
who I didn't even bring her up. I should have. Uh, she had like a hoarding OCD problem. Yeah, and she recorded everything on TV for, on like four different channels simultaneously I for like that. fifteen yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, and then like the Smithsonian ended up taking and like the uh, Library of Congress got a lot yeah. of her collection because it was like the most comprehensive collection of the media yeah. made at the time, which I think which is, is crazy. You know, I like. That kind of makes me feel really weird, like, stuff like that just being lost to time, you know? Yeah. Someone finds a bunch of VHS records, they're probably just going to throw them in the trash. Yep, and not, they don't give a shit. Yeah. And, like, maybe that was the only video of, like, some public access movie that yep. this kid made, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, and, like, it's the last known footage of that yeah. and, and it's oh, gone yeah. forever. I mean, and I another thing that, you know, not that it would ever be possible to put it all together, but, like... There's probably tons of instances of people not knowing that, like, that was the last instance of their family member being alive, you know, or something like that. I think that, that shit blows my mind. Yeah, it's insane I, to I me. I think it's, I like, to me, the data collecting and saving is, like, such a noble pursuit. It's I, absolutely insane. I, I'm like, you are doing it, this for you, us. Yeah, you're doing humanity. the Lord's work. Like, yeah. You, you are not gaining a single thing from this. You are doing this for humanity. Well, you know, that being said, Zero probably loves music yeah. a lot. Oh, so yeah, he's yeah, definitely, yeah. like, nothing but, like, over this. what compels people to just record TV for four different channels Oh, yeah, for hours I know. Day, and, and, know? like... It's it's also so cool that it had value later. Yeah, like, it, like, we're like it wow, wasn't, thank you. Like you she know? didn't just pass. No away. one was making her do this, and and it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she what didn't you're pass saying. away yeah. and nothing, and it was just like, all right, let's throw it all away. No. And like it, it was put a fucking. That's museum. history. That's like the best Dude, thing that could come out of it. it. I when I read about that, I ended up watching some uh, compilation clips of like late two thousand or late nineties, early two thousands commercials. Yeah, and it was nuts. It's I was like, this time, really like yeah. takes me back. Like fuck yeah, makes you feel. Nostalgic? Is, dude, it does. I was watching a mesothelioma commercials tearing up. Dude. I was like, damn. <laughs> a simpler time. Yeah, dude, hell yeah. Uh, I, so randomly, <laughs> that, that's all I have about Zero. Um, I was doing research for this and found like a shitty random article that lists all of these weird collections and this person collected national park pamphlets. I was what? Like, that that's could cool. be cool. Yeah, that's, he only yeah. had 40. It's like fuck off. How many? How many? Forty, yeah, bro. How much? Uh, there, are, I guess. Aren't there more national parks than that? Yeah, too? yeah. I, I was guess. like zero over here. Seven million records. Yeah, and you, you have, have forty pieces pamphlets? of paper. Yeah. yeah. How many national parks are there? Silly goose. I'm gonna look that up. Uh, national parks. Um, in maybe use. national parks just aren't whipping out the the pamphlets. There's four hundred. Yeah. <laughs> fuck off, you're, loser. You're lacking I've there, probably chief. been to like thirty or forty myself, honestly. That, that's so, yeah. But anyway, whatever. Uh, so this guy, Mel Bernstein. Have you ever heard of this guy, the Dragon Man? No. I mentioned him oh, yesterday while I was doing research, Did and you? Wade knew who he was. It just out, it blew my mind. Um, it was, he, he is the largest individual, uh, collection of guns, privately owned guns in, the, oh, in America. Oh, okay. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, there yeah, was, yeah. there's this one thing called the J.M. Davis Museum that has 12,000 guns, but he, like, transferred it to this trust that was, like, managed by other people, so I don't really count it. Like, this, yeah. uh, Dragon Man is just a dude who loves guns at bottom and bottom and bottom. He owns 3,000 firearms, 88 military vehicles, How and a few hundred military uniforms. He's, like, in his 50s, 60s. Uh, so he might have been around maybe when automatic weapons were. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, no, no, he absolutely has. Weapons, he has a ton yeah. of machine guns. I can imagine. So, yeah, because he, and that? he's a class three dealer. Yeah, too. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, like uh, my dad, my my dad's getting rid of his class three license. Yeah, you told me about yeah, that. That's yeah, fucking sad. Yeah. Uh, he a few hundred military uniforms. He displays it all on a two hundred and sixty acre shooting range. Uh, with a 65,000-square-foot museum that he calls Dragon Land. Damn. Dude loves dragons. He actually, so he, 
worked on flat cannons at uh, Fort Bliss during Vietnam, came back and started a motorcycle repair shop, and he made this big-ass motorcycle with a fucking fire-breathing dragon That's head so on tight. it. This the dude dragon, looks like someone I would love dude, to hang so out with. Dude, so that being said, the dragon looks like shit. It does look like a World's of Fun dragon. Yeah, it does. But the dra- it's shooting fire out of it. It's over his head. This is the, the seat arches back over his head with the flames coming out of the mouth. That's sick. That's a sick muck I'm, motorcycle. I'm watching, I'm watching a uh, uh, Fox News interview, Fox 21 News. Don't, don't spoil it because oh. there's something that I got to tell about. But yeah. I'm watching this this cameraman hold a 249 Bravo, and he just looks so he, – it's, it's, it's he ne- He's like – instead of like holding it like this, he's like holding it with, with like oh, the all stock of his weight under out. his yeah. arm. They always do that. looks like he's never held a gun Putting in his life. Putting the stock under your arm yeah. blows my mind. I'm like, yeah. don't you don't think that's hard? Yeah. But, uh, like, yeah. put it – whatever. Anyway – it's a purely private collection. Every single gun is functioning, which is so badass. Can you imagine, like, the, the world goes to shit and, the, like, this dude is just fucking mowing people down? Oh, I can, oh, I can wait, imagine wait, wait. he has millions of rounds of ammunition. Oh, millions. Yeah. Oh, wait. He made another motorcycle where he mounted... No, no. He eventually mounted two Colt 9mm SMGs to his fire-breathing dude, dragon that's motorcycle. So sick. That's fucking so sick. So cool, dude. <laughs> he's got the he's got the the port firing accessories on him with the carry which I think it's funny that he just did the carry handles cuz yeah. he's like I'm not looking. Yeah, you know, yeah. and he's got two drum mags. It is it is endlessly badass. Dude, I'm looking at his wall of like his wall of, He owns of 150 firearm. M1 Garands. Jesus. He he says that he owns six 1000 pound bombs that were unissued i don't know if it's possible for those to not be inert yeah. i don't think he could possibly there's no own. way he could you could get there's permits no way he to own explosives but surely that. No, no. A th- yeah. six thousand yeah. pounds yeah. uh yeah and he has a russian tank which is is it's just badass yeah. endlessly yeah. badass he used to run this this channel or this um company with his wife for 33 years until he was filming a promotion advertisement for his Discovery Channel reality show called Dragon Land. They were firing smoke canisters that were supposed to shoot up in the air and explode draped smoke yeah. down on the ground. Yeah. Uh, they were like a foot long. They're big old fucking yeah, canisters. Yeah, yeah. I think they were like military grade shit. And uh, they were like supposed to be holding guns. The smoke would come down. They'd walk through the smoke and slow-mo with the guns. Yeah. Very badass thing yeah. to do, obviously. Yeah, obviously. One of the launchers falls down. And launches one of the things through his wife's legs, hits her to the ground. The second one fires off, hits her through the back of the neck, oh, and exits out of her navel, Dude. out of her stomach. Oh my Dude, god! Dude, it blasted completely through her. It says it killed this fifty-five-year-old woman instantly, at one hundred fifty miles an hour. I wouldn't want to live after that. But Dude, holy fuck! That, that freak <laughs> fucking accident. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. insane. Uh, he did end up suing Discovery. But the case got dropped. I don't know what that means. I don't. It could mean maybe got money. Uh, maybe they cancel. Who knows? He's suing. He's suing Discovery for what? He was said. It so his, what he said was that it, it happened or because what? they were filming it. He said like I've owned this range for thirty years. Nothing. No one's ever gotten hurt until the last eight seconds of this promo with yeah. Discovery Channel. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I understand. It's his called reasoning. a freak accident for yeah. a fucking reason. I, I understand his reasoning, but also like you couldn't predict that. No. Like, and you know, maybe like, it was, like, in, maybe the recoil hit the dirt kind of weird yeah, and fell over. Uh, that's just, Who knows? That, that's insane. That would fucking... Suck. I could not imagine seeing anything more brutal yeah, in your the, life than your wife s- having a 
soda canister not, yeah, or a body. Not even like shot like an actual like canister. It would rip her. her to pieces. Yeah, yeah. And you know, through her neck and out her stomach, it, dude. It, it ravaged the entirety of the inside of her body oh, as it went down. Oh my god. There. That's insane. She dude. did not suffer. <laughs> yeah, well, not yeah, at all. Thank God. It's crazy um, shit. I've always wondered like like this dude looks like cool as shit to go to his ranch, but sometimes I feel like when I see people like this, I'm like I get we big would not, Joe Exotic we, vibes. Yeah, we would not agree politically. And that's what I yeah, mean. Yeah. Joe Exotic was a yeah. piece of shit yeah. politically. <laughs> but, oh, this was when he had the port firing attachments like, that that's they put so in the Bradleys, sick, dude. dude. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so badass. cool. Yeah. I want to shoot a motorcycle. I can't ride a motorcycle. At least let me sit on it and shoot yeah. the guns at the yeah, same time. Dude. Or, you know, like, can you steer it behind me and I'll shoot the yeah, guns? I'll I don't be care on the if front that's weird. You, like, come yeah, around me. It'll be sick. Not gay at all. It'll be fine. Wait, is he in El Paso County? You know, he's in Colorado. Oh, this says El Paso County, but I think there's was... El Paso County in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would love to meet him. I think it'd be interesting as fuck. Yeah, there's El Paso County in Colorado. Probably shouldn't mention his wife. I don't know. Could be yeah, well, that's, well, that's, well, meeting him and mentioning his wife? Yeah, don't do that. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah, like, what that look like? I see, like, a fucking little, I see a Thompson in the background. I Dude, he's got, Uzi. He has, I see he, an MP5. His, his, like, bedroom, he has a bunch of machine guns up on the wall. He's got the PPS 43, 41, the Thompson, like he said. Yeah, of course, an MP5. Oh, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. it would be, you know, they're all, like, very classics, and I was like, that's cool, I guess. I don't know. It's not the coolest. Like, do something really cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't think a Mac 10 is that cool. His, uh, yeah, they're all You know right. what I mean? Yeah, no, Such I get that. Such a fucking lame. His range looks so badass. It does. Like, yeah, like there's cars just everywhere. Dude, like, it, it looks, looks like a paintball field so, or something Yeah, it like was that. a paintball field, too. Yeah, it yeah. looks like there's a giant He does not mix field. those, in case anyone's... Yeah. <laughs> Here's your you want some guns? excitement? We're going to fire recoilless <laughs> rifles yeah. over your head. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do in, in basic yeah, training. Yeah, you tell me about that. Uh, yeah. If you're unaware, in basic training, you have a thing called the uh, um, uh, Nick at Night, which is the dumbest name because so Nick stands, stands for Night Infiltration Course, so it's Night Infiltration Course at Night. Um, but it's just <laughs> it's just funny because like Nickelodeon bro. at night. Yeah. But if it, essentially what you do is your drill sergeant takes you through the forest, and then you come you come to this trench, and you're walking along this trench. Uh, everybody's spread out in a line. Your drill sergeant's yelling at you. He says, listen, when that light, there's a red light in the middle of the uh, trench. He says, when that light turns green, you are going to jump up and you're going to crawl over this trench and you're going to low crawl. He was like, don't you fucking, st-. my drill sergeant was like, don't you fucking stand up because we're firing live rounds over your Surely head. Surely it is live pretty high Two four right? nine and 240 rounds. You can probably hear the crack. But it's not like... It was pretty close. Really? Yeah, Do you yeah, think yeah. they'd actually hit you if you stood up? Uh, I feel like they couldn't take that risk. You never know when some idiot yeah, dumb true, moron... true, true. I don't know. split in half it's with a, a bit, saw. It's a bit... Uh, it, it is still a bit, you know, nerve-wracking having live rounds being fired over your head. That would be uh, scary. And he's like, you're going to low crawl, and low crawling is when you drag your face into the dirt, and you're going to crawl fucking 300 meters ahead to get to the end of this course while we fire live rounds over your head. Um, and he's like, "There's gonna be flares shot in the sky when you when someone shoots a flare in the cool? sky. Close cool? one eye. You close one eye. Yeah, that makes sense to maintain your night vision. But it is badass. It's super badass. It would look so. And badass. while we're crawling, my drill sergeant's like, he's like, "You're a baby. Se- you're a baby turtle going to the oceans. The seagulls will get you. Keep crawling." And I was like, <laughs> "Roger that, drill sergeant." <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fucking great. Uh, anyway, now we're moving on to the famous people. Who have cool collections, okay. which this part is actually ended up being kind of neat. Uh, the first one I did was Tom Hanks. Do you know what he collects? What? 
He collects typewriters. Really? That's he has collected cool. typewriters that's, since he was that's, a teenager. That's a very Tom Hanks thing to do. At, at one point, he had like over 300. He had several, like he called us several hundred. Damn. Uh, but he started paring it back down to like 120. Uh, bro, uh, you're Tom Hanks. You, you know, have the room I, and the money. I get that. But he said, one, they're all over the place. I do think, and I've done this myself, like I have, I probably own like 40% of the guns I've bought. Yeah. Just because yeah. you start getting so many, you're like, I actually don't need this. Yeah, I don't really yeah, like this. This fair. isn't the coolest. Whatever. Uh, so about nine years ago, Chad Harwick invited him. You know who that is? The guy who did like the uh, the, the Talking Dead, that shit. Uh, did, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah. He invited him onto his podcast by sending oh, I see. Okay, him yeah. a 1934 Smith Corona typewriter, and and he typed back a letter, and he's like, you know, <coughs> uh, blah blah. Thank you for your offer. And he goes, you're out of your minds if you think that I. Wow, this thing has great action. <laughs> this deep crimson color. Wait, I'm not so shallow as to. And it types nearly silently. Damn you! Yeah, he agrees to go on. I That's thought it was tight. really funny. Yeah, and it's it's it, what was kind of interesting to me was it is clearly typewritten back. It's like super wobbly. It looks like shit. Really, it's like very really? wonky. I'm like, is that good? Like one of my fav- good- one of my favorite typewriters are like the. Uh... Looking at the ball typewriters that have the, the all the letters and numbers on a ball, and every time you hit the, the key, oh, the ball those are turns insane. and hits. Yeah, and, yeah, those are fucking badass. Uh, the he had a typewriter that Leonardo DiCaprio used in a scene in Catch Me and You Can If You Can that really? Tom Hanks was yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said after they shot the scene, Tom Hanks walked up to the props master and he's like, "I'll give you twenty five dollars for that typewriter." And the guy was like, "Okay." And he gave him the typewriter, and he was like, "You know that you could just." Have had it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you're like, you're Tom you Hanks and to... I'm the prop master. Yeah, yeah. You can walk out of here with anything you want. <laughs> but he took his 25 bucks. I'd fleece Tom Hanks for 20 bucks. Dude, fuck yeah. Oh, in a shot like that, you Dude, know? Mason Ramsey fleeced me for fucking $10. Oh, yeah. That's bro. hilarious. Oh, asshole. Just uh, kidding. You're great. This, uh, oh, yeah. Last year during the coronavirus pandemic, uh, this Tom Hanks gave a child named Corona. A Corona typewriter because he was getting bullied for his name. Really? So I was like, "Damn, Tom <laughs> yeah, Hanks! Yeah, Tom Hanks, you're the what coolest. A, what a national." Treasure I read this that absolute shit Vulture article. Sh- fuck Vulture. Sorry, Horrible I'm, I'm looking at Dragon Man on YouTube still, and he's showing off a belt buckle gun. That's so tight. The NAA what, makes yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. What if you were like just like yeah, yeah, yeah hold on, one second, and then you like open your belt buckle gun and fire three rounds, twenty two rounds into this dude's. PP because you're at <laughs> PP level, <laughs> bro. <laughs> oh goddamn. Um, I yeah. Tom Hanks is just like the coolest fucking dude. Like he's just so nice. Oh, I was saying yeah, I read the article. Shit, yeah. shit, Vulture article. Fuck Vulture. Where all they did was complain about it. They're like, this is going to make them more f- made fun of. And also because uh, Tom Hanks is like, I found it in the East Coast. He lives in the West Coast. Yeah. He's like, I shipped it here. Yeah. And then I shipped it to you in Australia. And they're like, think of the carbon footprint of this typewriter. Like, I was like, shut up, You're bro. such a piece of shit. I hate, I hate. Oh, why are you being like this? I hate, this is a really nice thing that he did. <laughs> I hate um, news, like, news sources that always like. No matter how have good, to make whatever yeah. good someone does, they're like, well, this, that, and the other. Toxic like, Shut up, little bro. fucks, yeah, dude. dude. Fuck you. I was like, oh, yeah, I bet that eight-year-old's going to get really made fun of for the voice of Woody yeah, giving for, him yeah. like, his own fucking typewriter <laughs> with his name on yeah, it. That's cool as fuck. Uh, next one, Angela, Angelina Jolie. What do you think she collects? Could you guess? What do you, she collects? No, what does she collect? Antique knives. Really? Isn't that I, cool that, as that's fuck? That's very Mrs. Smith. Dude, yeah. that, so... 
uh, she was good at knives before she was in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and that was really? like part of her shit. That's yeah, tight. Uh, and like all of her shit in the movie where she's flinging around a fucking uh, balisong. Yeah, was, real. She can do all. I want that. a balisong so bad so I can practice fucking flinging it around. She. Oh yeah, it's cool. I had one for a while. I cut myself many times. Yeah. I did not have a trainer knife. Yeah, I used a yeah. real knife. <laughs> That's the only way to go. I dude. clamp that shit on my hands yeah, at the, full uh, speed. The, uh, uh, the the stakes are much higher. People are like, "How did you get a cut like that across your <laughs> finger?" She started when she was 11 years old. She been gifted her first pair of historical daggers is That's what they were tight. called. Yeah. Um, she got shit on by the news back in the fucking uh, Iraq war media era where we were extra petty because she bought knives for her young son. And uh, and everyone's like, dangerous. And yeah, nice for their dude. For, dude I, I, she I got was, her, and she got her like a trainer ballast song. Too. I, I assure, I assure you, fucking. I had a fucking uh, when I was like seven. It was the uh, yeah, best dude, day of my I life. had like, I had so many weapons when I was like a kid. I had knives, I, I had swords. Like, yeah, I, I had like ninja I had, stars. I had a fucking drawer with chains. like 40 knives yeah, in it. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Were, I sold most of those because. Just like the collection, you know, I ended up not wanting 40 Yeah, knives. there's no reason to... Nah. And you get older and you're like... You're a bunch like, of them are shitty. Yeah, they're, they're terrible China-made knives and you're also like... I'm Jesus, a grown, I thought I'm, you were, said Chinaman for a oh, second. No. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> we talk about yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, 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 no. China-made yeah. knives. And, and you get older and you're like, I'm a... 20-something-year-old dude with a collection of 40 knives. It's a little And, sus. like, 30 or piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not, like, if they were cool, actual, like, either historical, antique Yeah, I have I have a first like edition K-Bar that really? they, that's they the issued to the, mil- the Marines. That's yeah. crazy. It's, like, from 1943. Yeah, it's, but uh, that's it's, like, a stuff like that. That's that, a yeah. collector. But, like, I, things you bought at the gas station, those yeah, are not, not got rid of those. Knives. I got rid of my, like, keychain knives yeah, and all yeah. that. Yeah. Or, do, or do collect knives from the gas station. Do what makes you happy. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah, fuck it. That being said, Angelina Jolie buys luxury William Henry pocket knives that cost 20 grand. She doesn't buy piece of shit gas station knives. She, and she buys like ancient uh, fucking, what's that? What's the Ottoman Empire knives? Yeah, daggers, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. She actually has tattoos of daggers on her, her back. Angelina too. Jolie is like my, <sighs> it's just like my <sighs> absolute, she was my, uh, like one of my first. I loved her until crushes. I found Olivia Wilde, and that's then I was fair. like, "Oh, that's what I." Chloe was Chloe Moretz for. is another one of my first uh, crushes because we grew know, up with her. We it's not weird, her, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, I was no. like, "Whoa, oh, we're yeah, near yeah. the same age." I forget, yeah, she is um, only like a couple years yeah, younger than me. Um, and then uh, um, her uh, uh, Angelina Jolie in Hackers is like, yeah. my, is my ideal. I'm like, yeah, Chloe Moretz is 24. Oh my god, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. She was, oh man, and I love Mister and Mrs. Smith. Is amazing. I wonder if this knife scene and then, in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And then I learned later why Brad Pitt also made me feel funny in that yeah. movie. <laughs> like, oh, that, yeah. now I know why I love this movie yeah, so much. Yeah, amazing. So, bro, guess this next part. This is I'm so fucking excited that I found this. Rod Stewart, the singer, yeah. has a wicked train collection, of bro. Of course he does. It's so cool. He's just, been building just... an intricate model of a New York City Chicago replica from the 1940s era for 20 four years. I just started Googling Rod Stewart and the first thing that popped up was train collection. Damn, this thing is... Bro, don't this, spoil it. I'm getting into holy it. Holy shit. 24 years he's working on it. He revealed this in an interview with Railway Modeler Magazine. <laughs> he he made sure to specify, because he's a fucking
fucking legit, yeah, dude. Yeah. That he built about ninety percent of it because he couldn't do the electrical. Yeah. That's kind of hard. Yeah, he had to yeah, get yeah. a dude to do that. Yeah. I get that. If you saw this thing, and I'll tell you more, you would fucking wouldn't yeah, believe no, it. No, this thing. Rod if, Stewart does touch upon the aggrieved nature of the trained fan. He quotes, "A lot of people laugh at it being a silly hobby." I was like, well, Rod Stewart doesn't give a fuck. He was, dude. Okay, so he worked on this for 24 years. In the time he's worked on this city, he released 13 studio albums and did 19 Jesus. tours. He lugged this shit around on tour. He would get hotel rooms really? to work on this. Really? It, yeah. <laughs> like, and he, no, I'm sorry. He would get an extra hotel yeah, room. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah to yeah, staff yeah. that yeah. thing in there. That's so fucking if cool. If you, if you, if, like, look up, if you're listening, look yeah. up a picture. So, and, and so when I heard this fact, I was like, oh, okay, so he's got a nice little set, yeah, right? Yeah. No, he was looking pieces of it around because this thing is 1,500 square yeah. feet. It is bigger than a tennis court. If you, if you. It's 187 scale. If they were to take a picture of this <clears throat> close up, like I'm looking it at It looks a like picture. a real city. Yeah, I'm looking at a BBC picture right now. I was now. showing it to Wade and he was like, "That is that yeah, just it, a city? Yeah, it looks like if this close up picture, it just looks like you're, you've taken a picture of New York. It's, like, and it, it is meticulously dude, detailed. This is Down insane. to trash on the street. Yeah. Bro. No, yeah, it's fucking the skyscrapers shit. are five feet tall. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, it's like because it's a one eighty-seven scale, which yeah. I think is G scale. With with him, with him, he's standing next to the guy. Um, fucking, I don't know. Probably the dude he's doing an interview with. He's standing next to the train, the the yeah. set, and it looks it looks see. like a little city. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's yeah. so cool. That's the insane. the train is a hundred and twenty-four feet long. Really? The railway, Holy yeah. Fuck. I was like. This is the coolest shit. Like, what an amazing little nerd. <laughs> Dude, for real, honestly. And he's 74, and I was like, perfect fucking old white guy working on his train I set. hope, I hope that when he passes away, that is preserved. Oh, like, it needs to be. They don't, no, it should go in a museum. It's wonderful. It should wonderful. go in a museum. It's fucking, it's great it's fucking amazing. work. Um, so. I would imagine since he spent this much time on it, it's going to be I in his will. I wish they would say how much it about, cost. I oh. couldn't find that thing had to have cost millions. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. like no shit. Absolutely. Uh, so bigger than anybody. This just looks like a fucking city. Yeah. The, oh yeah. yeah. From the ground yeah, level. Yeah. That's with insane. the sun. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. So fucking cool. Uh, cooler than all of this. Cooler than any of these. Literally combined. Yeah. Is Nicholas Cage's everything collection. Right. <laughs> Nicholas Cage has a spending problem. Really. And he spent over a hundred and fifty million dollars in ten years. Oh my god. And that is why Nicholas Cage is in so many fucking movies. Yeah, he's got to pay. Because he's, he's got to pay, pay off, off a lot yeah. of debt. Yeah. So we'll start off big purchases, right? He bought two castles, over ten million dollars a piece. One of them was like eight million, but then he re renovated it to be a livable fortress. That I would guess. Be tight. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 a and they are cool. One's in like England, one's in Germany. You know, you got to have extra castles. You can't just have yeah, like one castle. One castle. It's like yeah. you look like kind of a nerd with just Dude, one. Fucking Nick Cage is a guy who got money, got adult big boy money. Bro, and was just like when I was. So I'll tell you my theory on this when I get yeah. into this. Okay. So uh, he's so what he bought a two hundred and seventy six thousand dollar Tyrannosaurus skull. <laughs> I remember that, that had yeah. been revealed to have been accidentally or had been stolen from uh, Mongolia. Really? So Nicholas Cage returned it for really? free. Good which, guy. You know, nice Good guy. Dude. Good dude. Um, he actually outbid Leonardo DiCaprio for this skull. Really? Which I was like, what the fuck kind dude. of Hollywood weird skull? <laughs> Bullshit. Where are you gonna keep this? What is the, well? I'm just like, what is this auction? Yeah, who are these people? Who do you are you like? Hey, Leo, you got a new skull. In, yeah, there's you know? like a 
There's like an email. Uh, email He's like, I got a like, skull guy. Hey, but yeah, I got a dinosaur skull guy. I'll, I'll give him your contact info. Bizarrely, and I checked this across different sources because I couldn't believe it. He spent the exact same amount of money on two albino king cobras. $276,000, the exact same amount albino of money. Albino king cobras. And they tried to kill him several times. Uh, yeah. He would use them to uh, get <coughs> hypnotized to meditate on his acting. He And he also spent $150,000 on an octopus for his acting as well. Yeah. What? Why? Uh, yeah. I don't an quite understand. He also owned a crocodile acting? at one point, which, you know, you have to like, assume. Yeah. Uh, he had something like 50 cars, okay. 30 motorcycles, four mega yachts, one of which was $20 million mega yachts with are... 12 ba- bedrooms. Oh, my God, no. And I was just that's like... A, that's a cruise ship. And I'm like... You know, I don't think Nicolas Cage has $20 million yacht money. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, if you have $150 million, I don't think that's enough money to no, own a $20 no, 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 million dollar no. yacht. I, I wonder like, if he that's paid a for significant... it outright or if he, like, or Like, 20% of your net value is going into, like, running this thing. Because yeah. you have to have a full crew. You can't fucking take this bitch out by yourself. A fucking, Nicolas you know. Nicolas Cage's net worth. His net worth is... 25 million dollars yeah 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 because he was mega in debt yeah i'll get in more into that so that being said and what you said i I was like nicholas cage was a little boy who got 150 million dollars and he's like i want a castle and i want a t-rex skull and i want a king cobra and i want a motorcycle and i want a ferrari enzo and i want a mega yacht and uh you know what fucking hold on where is it yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, you know what? You. I am never going to fucking wanted. complain about a person making a lot of money actually spending it. Yeah. Because I'm sick of Mega Dragon Jeffrey Bezos out here hoarding his wealth. Yeah. Building, it out of the, building an empire out of the piss jugs of the people yeah, he's oppressing yeah. and just fucking not spending his money. This guy, Nicolas Cage out here, is getting what he was heart desires. He also one time built a nine foot tall granite pyramid tombstone on a plot in Louisiana that says only Omnia Ab Uno, uh, <coughs> which, wait, I forgot what that means. I was supposed to write the translation and I didn't. It says, uh, it's like all, uh, uh, fuck. Remember, also, it's funny too. I, I like the idea of knowing that with the theory that Nicolas Cage is an immortal being. Yeah. Because like, remember this picture of Nicolas <laughs> yeah, Cage from like yeah. the early 1800s? Oh, the 1830s, yeah, that just he's, looks just he like him. Bought an island of the Bahamas, a he did, yeah. tomb, a Lamborghini. Oh, it says octopus. everything from one. Okay, he bought okay. a nine foot tall granite pyramid that just says everything from one. That's is it. Is that where he's going to be buried? Like we don't know. Okay. the The local rumors are that he also had a purchase I didn't mention was a three million dollar haunted mansion that he purchased. That's tight. He believed that he was cursed as a result of it, and some think that he built that as a ward from his curse. <laughs> that dude. <laughs> uh, and I was like, you know, I bet the fucking uh, stonemason in, in in Louisiana was like stoked uh, yeah. about this oh, order. Yeah, yeah. He's like, are you serious? I bet Nick Cage is a witch. That dude's definitely a witch. Dude, he there's actually a bunch of shit about that. I think he is. He has a lot of, like, paranormal, spot yeah, law, cursed yeah. house, all this kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, one fun thing he did, and, and this is kind of cool. So he's, he sells a lot of his stuff because he's in debt all the time. He bought a first edition, the very first Superman <coughs> comic. Really? For 150 grand back, like, 15, 16 yeah. years ago. But in 2011, he sold the comic for $2 million. Jesus Christ. And I was like, ooh, that is some come up on that. That's fucking 1,600% yeah, on yeah. a fucking comic. 
uh, and that's it. That's all I got. Uh, but I was like, dude, Nicolas Cage, the perfect one to end it. Dude, that honestly, dude is yeah. a lunatic. You need to. I, I was telling you, you need to listen to um, listen to uh, Conan O'Brien's podcast when he has Seth Rogen on, and he talks about Nick Cage how. Uh, they were going to cast him in Green Hornet, and he wanted to play some kind of like offensive He's, character. Oh. And when uh, Nick, when Seth Rogen was like, no, I don't think so, they were out to dinner, and Nick Cage was like, so we're, we're not going to do it? And Seth Rogen's like, no, and Nick Cage just gets up and leaves. Um, and then yep. they, they, okay, bye, Nick yeah, they go on another di- uh, have another dinner to try to, like I think, kind of like settle this like dispute between them or like clear the air. Uh, because Nick Cage thought that Seth Rogen was ripping him off using the same kind of character he pitched. And Nick Cage was like, you ripping me off? And Seth's like, no, I'm not ripping you off. And he was like, all right, and gets up and leaves. <laughs> and oh, oh, is it Seth Rogen was just like, I didn't know I could just get up and leave during dinner. It's like, <laughs> just all the time yeah. like this. Yeah. You don't have to stay around for shit. Yeah. I always see that in movies. They're like talking, and it's like a really awkward scene, and they cut away. Just, and I'm like, what, did they just sit at yeah, dinner after and just that? like stare at each other? So yeah. one thing you should know is that Nicolas Cage takes acting extremely seriously. I can do that. He is like uh, famously obsessive about it. He's really? super weird. He is the the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola, the director of Apocalypse mm. Now and some other films. Yeah. Uh, and he's just been so serious. And that's why – so I legitimately believe he bought those animals to help improve his acting because yeah. they were related to the movies he did. Oh, okay. And I secretly think that the pyramid was about national Dude, treasure. yeah. I, 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 I think that, that yeah. was a national treasure I thing. I see that. He's like – when he dies, there's going to be a crazy scavenger hunt yeah. in his will. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I've had this video idea of, like, two dudes are like, uh, one guy's like, hey, man, did you did you steal the Declaration of Independence? And then it cuts the next guy, and he's just holding a box of Depends adult diapers, and he's like, the what now? And he's like, wait a minute. Uh, um, so I'm... No, no, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Do you so, have any snacks in your house? Um, do I have any snacks On in the my snacks house? packs? I'm trying to think. You can go look. Uh, keep talking. Oh, I'm uh, let me look real talking. quick. Yeah, keep Shit. talking. No okay. dead air. Fuck. No dead air. No dead air. <laughs> uh, we could just keep talking about Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Let me look up the movies that he bought these snakes for. Because he bought them specific. Oh, oh, he was he was doing a movie called Snake Eyes at the time. That is so fucking funny. That's just a murder movie. You know what? Nothing like that you chew on and eat. Uh, cakes, snack cakes. I don't think we should do crunchy. What was the other? Oh, he bought uh, alleg- wait, snake guy. Oh, yeah, the snakes were for that. And then he also bought a octopus. That was it. He bought an octopus for his acting. And I should have prepared. But I also didn't know that we were going to do this. You're getting our podcast raw and uncut. I know we tell that all the time, but it's real. I listen to our podcast and I hear us like fucking up all the time. And I was like, you know what? I think that's what makes us unique. That we don't. Oh, yeah. That you can't. uh, Two. I don't know what he said. I just want to eat something. Uh, The Holy Grail. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. So he um went on he went on his own personal search for a nas- a holy grail oh, be- nice. because of national treasure. <laughs> okay. He's amazing. Dude, he's a he's a, a, a goddamn national treasure himself. He is. Um so I'm talking about 
historical figures and their kinks. This is exactly um, what I wanted to eat. So, yeah, if, uh, yeah good, good. It, I'm low on snacks, man. Um, Crazy. National figures. Uh, it it's it's a it's it falls in the realm of what we uh, are talking about, just in a different way, I suppose. That's what we kind of try to do this yeah. episode. <laughs> um, a lot of this information is from Ranker as well as historical collection. Um, this and like we said, this idea was suggested by Baby Hater six 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 on Instagram. Thanks for the su- suggestion, Shug. People so, are hating those babies. Yeah, so we uh gonna start off strong with good old Wolf Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you uh um, I've been to his house. Hey, will you mute me real quick so I can cough? Yeah, go for it. <coughs> it would have been funny if I muted my Yeah, mic. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um so if you are uncultured and have no idea who this man is. I mean, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. where have you been? Yeah. He's regarded as like the best classical music composer in history oh, yeah you know? i mean one of the um, most influential by yeah, far yeah he created like 600 compositions and a lot of them are regarded as the pinnacle of classical music uh and he was what a reputation dude yeah he was comp- he so was cool. composing and performing music for royalty by the age of five and yeah. he heavily influenced other legends like hayden and beethoven you know whatever um so uh, <clears throat> when he wasn't whipping up some classical bangers or tossing <laughs> his weight around on them keys, he would partake in the pleasure of having something else tossed. You guessed it, his salad. He loved to have his booty ate like groceries, and he loved it so much that he even wrote a song about it. No. <clears throat> in 1782, he composed a, a piece, which title translates to Lick Me in the Ass, <laughs> as a party piece for his <laughs> friends. This, Not a subtle. Yeah, uh, this wonderful... I thought it was going to be like garden <laughs> salad or something. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Eat my ass, he says. Um, It had uh, some wonderful lyrics such as Lick Me in the Ass, Nice and Clean. His publisher was, as the article on Historical Collection puts it, scandalized by the lyrics, but he liked the music. So Mozart's publisher, like, that is kind of a bang. Yeah, he, he he pretty much rewrote the entire song so it wasn't as scandalous. Um, and he also wrote a bunch of other dirty songs too. Like he had multiple That's dirty. Su- songs. I mean, if like <clears throat> I don't know, something about music and comedy seems to go so well together. And it's like if you're capable of making music creatively, you tend to have yeah. that creative. There's- ability there's you know also I mean? a letter he wrote uh oh yeah the yeah. letter he wrote and it's like it's so weird because his letters like rhyme like yeah it, uh like it makes no sense they just he just like <laughs> the word might not be the right word to use but it like rhymes with another word he used so he's just like i'm gonna use that i'm slamming it in yeah, there yeah just gonna what else rhymes with orange motherfucker <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so um next up we have uh gandhi uh, oh, so, God, he's a fuck. Yeah, so I guess he this was isn't like harmless, like Mozart. No, no. Although no, you know, yeah. one thing I wanted to say was, man, hygiene back then not good, not good. Fuck no, dude. I can think imagine a dirty would, Austrian yeah. prostitute. Yeah, why would you me lick an old sex man ass? Worker, like, oh, sex worker. yeah, you're right. Um, it was the old days. That's what mm, they called them, ladies of the evening. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like for real, dude. Are you? I, that's. They probably, they probably didn't bathe or anything. No. <clears throat> so, Gandhi apparently liked to sleep naked with young girls. Yeah. Uh, and some of them were his relatives. His niece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, he said it was to attest his temptation for the desire of flesh or whatever the fuck that means. A little weird, though. Why don't you just not? Yeah, don't, yeah how about you not what if, do that? Like, 
I don't have the temptation, and I exercise it every day by yeah. not sleeping with naked. Yeah, and if children. if you're if you're if you're hell bent on testing your temptation, how about you sleep with people that are adults? Yeah, um, children. And why? you know what? Just to throw it in there, not your family. Yeah, that too. I don't you, know. There's a lot it's of ways. All bad. Can, but that's worse for some reason. This. That's horrible. Um, so. Next up is across the pond in 1505. Uh, 14-year-old emperor, emperor rose to the China... Um, hold on. Why, why did I write that like that? A 14-year-old yeah, emperor rose to China's throne. Emperor um, Zingde. I think that's how you pronounce that. Sorry if I... Whatever. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, we not, not, we're not good at we're it. We're not as cultured as some. Um, so he really had no desire to run the empire, so he just kind of left that up to his eunuchs. And, just, <laughs> and he was like, have at it. All right, have you ballless fucks, you just, he just handle Yeah, this. he just kind of did whatever the fuck he wanted. He created an alter ego for himself called Juju, where he pretended that he was a very well-loved uh, general. Okay. And he even built an entire fake city block inside the kingdom where okay. he pretended to be a shopkeep. Whoa, um, yeah. this is really yeah. sad. So one of his favorite things Big to Avatar do were... Vibes. Oh, yeah. One of his yeah. favorite things to do, though, was to... Burst violently burst into rich people's homes and and like kidnap their daughter <gasps> and like take advantage of her, abuse oh, like my sexually God. abuse her, and then abuse you know he, and basically just abuse them while he held them for ransom, even though he was the king. The king. Yeah, why would he need ransom money? But so they, th this is what happens yeah. if a fourteen year old is given unlimited power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty we, much we, exactly we what I predicted. In, we we kind of saw it in Game of Thrones too with King Joffrey. Yeah, um, little piece of shit. I mean, like, I'm rewatching. We're rewatching Game of Thrones right now, and like we're on just, the part where Joffrey is king, and I'm just like, I hate it's you un, so much. it's miserable. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, and it's I will respect the hell out of the show for those parts because I was like, oh my. My God, I yeah. will I will punch my television. Also, I feel like uh, I feel like that kid who played Joffrey can never be in. He quit act, acting he, because of that. Yeah, because like, just like he, Malfoy he did. He can't. Yeah, he, he literally will. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, it sucks. You, I think that's the worst thing to happen. You to get kids one like that. amazing role, but also that role will never allow you to work anywhere else. And then Daniel Radcliffe's like. Fuck y'all! Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna do whatever tons I want. Your movies, bizarre, the, yeah. weird shit. I'm gonna be a farting corpse. Yeah, and they're great. They're phenomenal. <laughs> amazing. Dude. Um, so next up is, um, James Joyce. He is an Irish author. Uh, he wrote, uh, Ulysses and Finnegan's Wake. Uh, apparently oh, okay. he was like super into farts, like oh. really, really liked farts. There's a collection of letters where he writes passionately about farts. I've heard of this. And here's an excerpt from one yeah, of those I'm ready. letters. It says, it is wonder. Uh, um, it is wonderful to fuck a farting woman uh, when every. Is that uh, the I copied and pasted this so I could have it verbatim and like some of these words are censored and I don't know if they're trying to. Okay. Let me see. Hold on, no, no, it's the I just F word. See what, oh, okay. It says it is very wonderful to fuck a farting woman when every fuck drives one out of her. Oh. I think I would know Nora's farts anywhere. He's talking about his wife. Yeah. So yeah. I think I would know Nora's farts anywhere. I think I could pick hers out in a room full of farting women. Oh. It is a rather girlish noise, not like the wet, windy fart, which I imagine fat wives have. It is suddenly, it is sudden and dry and dirty, like what a bald, 
a bold girl would let off in fun in a school dormitory at night. Wow. I hope Nora will let off no end of her farts in my face so that I may oh. know their smell also. Um, that so, was yeah, horrid. Yeah, he, he was about He it. wasn't fucking cutting no, no, mincing words no, at all. He was straight to Give the me point. your farts. I want your farts, yeah. he says. So next we well, have. Well, so his wife was so in on it, mm-hmm. too. Good for her. You know, good yeah. for them. He you also know? had a sick eye patch, too, so that was cool. Uh, uh, I, th- I thought you were going to say fucking. Probably uh, they got pink eyes. Pink eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm being blinded now. Um, so Marquise de Sade, or Sade, French, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he's a well known French philosopher. And apparently, he was even more well-known for being a sadist. Uh, like, uh, so much so uh-huh. that the term sadist is derived from his name. Oh, um, oh. Yeah. So his sexual perversions were super violent. He spent a lot of, and he spent a lot of time in jail because of them. Um, um, that's at cool. one point, he held a beggar hostage in his home and flogged her and poured hot wax all over her. Uh, him and a servant were arrested for drugging sex workers with sedatives and sodomizing them. And while living in a rural castle, uh, he would lure young individuals in by offering them employment and then abuse them. He's a real piece of oh shit. Oh, my yeah. God, dude. He's like a monster. <laughs> yeah, so next we have old Charlie Chapman. Um, Chaplin. Is it Chaplin or Chaplin? Chaplin? I don't know why I put Chaplin. He did that last time did, while we yeah. were talking about it, too. I think it's because Chaplin is the name of like the, the Jesus guy in the army. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, it can't be that. Anyways... So, apparently, old Chaplin was a giant perv. He's even credited to creating the whole, quote-unquote, casting couch idea. If you don't know what that is, well, essentially, a, quote-unquote, casting couch or casting couch pornography. It has to be black leather, correct? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's when a person in a higher position in TV, film, or entertainment will have a young, aspiring actor or actress come in and, quote-unquote, audition for something, but they're really just taking advantage of this person sexually. Uh, casting couch porn sites are usually scripted, but this is something that actually does happen in the industry. Yeah, obviously. yeah, uh, it's no. Which secret. is also, you know, in retrospect, making a porn about something that's like that is horrid, really horrid. Yeah. So Charlie apparently had a thing for pie as well. Uh, he would have actresses come into his casting couch area. He for and he pie? liked them pretty young, apparently. Oh, yeah. I mean. Charlie Chaplin's wife was like 13. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He would have them undress. He would grope them in like really exaggerated manners. And then he would make them stand against the wall and throw pies in their face. Uh, like what that the That is fuck? the most Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. <laughs> and so. Uh, I like that. That's like a family guy joke about yeah, Charlie yeah. Chaplin. And, and it's so, fucking real. Um, so the reason Charlie Chaplin's visa for the United States was not renewed is because Edgar Hoover yeah. barred him from coming back to the United States due to like a law that says that, that says it's in, in layman's terms, basically it's a law that says you can't take someone over state lines for sexual yeah. purposes. Um, and that's what he cited it on and got his visa revoked. I mean, probably for the best. Yeah, honestly, what a but fucking, fucking piece of Hoover, shit. Ostracizing the someone for their thing sexual nature. So yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's, that's like a clown. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? So here's another one that you think might, he would have been a feeder? I think he yeah, I think yeah. he could have been a feeder, yeah. yeah. So this might run someone, you know, a little bit of a childhood for you, but it is what it is. So uh, Danish author Hans Christian Andersen. Oh no. Uh if that doesn't ring a bell, he wrote some pretty famous par- fairy tales like The Little Mermaid and the Ugly Duckling. Um, apparently he was a huge fan of cranking his hog. 
Uh, like he would do it a lot. Like he was voluntarily celibate. So what he would do? Oh, and he kept a diary of all he the was times. A false elf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he would. He kept a diary of all the times he cranked his hog no. and would rate them with plus signs. Um, so like cer- do you know that was it like a certain amount of pluses was so like, good? Or one of the examples like they had in the article, it was like oh. uh, it was like. So what he would do is he would go and he would talk to sex workers, and then afterwards he would hurry on home and play the old skin flute, and that's what like that was You're his thing. Cheating, going and talking Whatever. to sex workers, and then getting riled up and They're going like, home and cranking. You his wanted hog. to spend a hundred dollars for me to just say dirty? Yeah, awesome. <laughs> but he would be like, uh, he in his diary he would write like you know some some form of old timey. I cranked my hog. It was three plus signs. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> I wonder what the max is. Yeah, I, honestly. And I also. I I just like what made that hog cranking better, dude. Yeah, you I, know, I don't know, man. He, he, like he's flipping through his diary, just like looking at a six six plus a, hog yeah, cranker, yeah, six plus hog cranker. He's like, damn, that was a good one. Do you want to call that this the episode six, six plus hog cranker? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so <laughs> um, I gotta write that down. Next is uh, Alistair Crowley. Um, he is a famous English occultist. He founded the religion Thelema. Thelema? Don't know. Don't oh, care. Al- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Isn't and- he, like, supposed to be basically the villain in uh, Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, is that guy? yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and claimed to be the prophet of it. Surprise, surprise, this religion included a lot of sex with his followers, which he dubbed, quote-unquote, sex magic. Can you guys just stop and doing of, that one One of the all parts the of his religion is, was that children should be exposed to sexual content starting at infancy. Um, what a piece of shit. Sounds like just another white guy using uh, his made-up religion to take advantage so of gross. people. Because um, that's, uh, that's, you know, that's you know, not uncommon. What's weird is... Our concept of separating, and this isn't in any way a long ploy to justify pedophilia. Yeah. But uh, our concept of separating children from sexuality is fairly modern because we didn't have individual rooms until like literally the 50s. And for a long time, pretty much everybody just slept on the floor together. And like it was, you know, I've read a bunch of old books from like the 1800s and shit like that, even the early 20th century. And they'll talk about like, being a kid and just listening to mom and dad fuck yeah, in the room with you because that's what you got. Cause yeah. you're, and I'm like, you know, I think there's a way to teach children about sex and it's a real thing and, and like not to be afraid of or weird about yeah. it because it's something you're going to do. Yeah. But I'm like, infants, no. No, fuck no. No. And Kids also, and, I'm like, like but it also is hugely dependent on how and what is yeah. being shown. Yeah, and, and like, I mean, kids, you know, being exposed to that kind of content – at an early age, I, I would say in an informational aspect, when they start becoming yeah. like teenagers, like, hey, this is what this is about. This is the, the, the dangers of it. This is that. Whatever. You know, like, what could happen if you um, do this, that, and the other? But, like, being like, hey, bud, watch this porn uh, with us. No, so yeah, that's wrong. Watch porn. Yeah, that's yeah. incredibly wrong. Yeah, um, agreed. But, yeah, there's but definitely like, a way to you do know, it. Censoring a PG-13 illusion yeah. to sex in front of your like nine-year-old yeah you don't need to do yeah, that no they, hell, you yeah. should just tell them what it is yeah no definitely i'm also um not a parent so yeah true true i can say whatever i want excuse honestly. me same um so our our last um <laughs> our last boy on the list is uh, old edgar hoover um he was a 
Sorry to burp. He was the director of the BOI, which is the Bureau of Investigations, which turned yeah. into the Federal Bureau of Investigations. He was the OG yeah, goon. Yeah, he was the first. This was the goons. He was the blueprint for being a piece of shit in Him, the FBI. Like, literally, like, if you just read about two people in America, if you read about Harry J. Anslinger and you read about J. Edgar Hoover, you would know... Almost the entire history of why our, our law enforcement is fucked up. Yeah. Just oh, yeah, those absolutely. two dudes. It's crazy. So, it is rumored that this man loved to dress up in women's clothing and attend homosexual orgies. Now, there's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with, with that. that. Nothing you wrong with that. You know what? Here. Yeah. A homosexual orgies. Yeah, fuck Sick. yeah. Dude. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Whatever, I don't care. Whatever gets you off, my it's guy, sick. as Orgies? long as you're not hurting yourself or others non-consensually and, and they're yeah. adults and everyone's being safe, adults. absolutely. That matters. Yes, that does matter. <laughs> um, now, he was described by some after his death as a quote-unquote failed homosexual. Um, what does that even mean? I would imagine it means like... You know, he never like he, admitted it to he himself. He never admitted it to himself, and uh, he was a, a homosexual man, but he did everything in his power to, to make strip it, the yeah, rights away yeah. from homosexuals. I mean, um, it just ruined their lives. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He was a massive piece of shit. The biggest. Uh, not because the dressing and women's clothing thing or whatever, but he actively, it was like his life's mission to prevent interracial mingling and smashing pro-LGBT groups and laws and everything. Um, and that's that's just kind of what he based his entire life around of. And if 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 history has taught us anything, it's yeah. the people the people who are the most homophobic are usually the ones who are homosexuals. And in this unique and incredible rare case, the pe- people who are the most racist turn out to actually be black. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. J. Edgar it, Hoover is all but confirmed to be mixed race. Yeah. Like his family describe or people in the family that are extended are yeah. describe him as passing, like you know, like, like he's passing. yeah, like yeah. not like he is a white dude that mm. they um and he what was it? There was another bit. Oh yeah, the family also said you can't tell me about about this or he'll fucking kill us yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah. you know unfucking believable. The, the, I just I he what? went so hard against his fucking very identity. What I don't understand what because if you look at him like he looks like a white dude like you like I, you know you so wouldn't be able to tell. I he saw has... pictures where they were, like were talking about this and he looks especially as a child he looked a lot more. He, like yeah, he, yeah, yeah, no, he, he has like the wiry hair. Yeah, 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 very textured hair. Um, and you can tell just some of his features. You know, he's definitely not just a white dude. Yeah, um, but he got by. But I, I, dude, I don't understand what like what shit. goes on what in your monster. life. What goes on in your life that, like, um, you just actively want to work against the the equality and better living conditions and better just yeah. – and I say living conditions, not like not like infrastructure, houses, stuff, like, like your life. Like I was reading how, like, a psychologist said that he – basically the only way for him to exist was to be constantly trying to destroy these yeah. things that represented him. That's fair, Which yeah. I thought was fascinating – I also think to some degree, you know, one, it's he's such a, a desperate megalomaniac for uh, hungry for power yeah. that he's willing to do anything to succeed. And the like tragic truth of America is that the only way to do that is to be a white straight man. Yeah. And he 
is doing that to like the utmost degree, you yeah. know, and oh, he yeah. was hugely successful. And yeah. J. Edgar Hoover fucking blackmailed presidents. Like mm-hmm. he had, he was untouchable. Yeah, despite doing all this shit, insanely it, powerful. He had, yeah, he he had Harry Truman was afraid of J. Edgar Hoover. <clears throat> yeah, he had more power than probably during his time than anyone in the United States. Yeah, he, he could, ran the he ran the fucking government. Yeah, he, I think I think J. Edgar Hoover shot. Martin Luther King for sure, not personally. Oh, but like, yeah, set it the up word. though. Yeah, yeah absolutely, I could definitely, see absolutely. That. I mean, this dude was. They would. They had been harassing J- Martin Luther King forever. <laughs> his whole, his, well, his like, like we said, his whole identity was, um, was stopping pro, like pro people of color movements and stuff like that. Yeah. So it would not surprise me if he gave the word to assassinate Martin Luther King. I saw a TikTok. This guy was talking about he was at a garage sale. And he just bought like a box of books, and he was putting them on his bookshelf. And he had this book um, from Martin, like Martin, one of Martin Luther King's book. And he opened it up, and it was signed. It was signed to uh, Bishop. I can't remember his name. It was a um, someone who was really prominent in the movement. Uh-huh. Um, but he was a bishop, and it was like you know everyone knew who he was. Like he inspired Martin Luther King, and Martin Luther King was like. Uh, I want to personally give you a copy of my book. You know, your work has Holy inspired shit. me to sign Martin Luther King. And I was like, dude. That's amazing. Give that to a fucking museum. That's so amazing. nothing happens to it. That's, that's so insane. cool. I found, I have a really cool space book about the space race uh, between the Soviets and the United States. Yeah. And um, I bought it, like, absolutely at random in this book sale at the library. Yeah. And it was signed by the authors. Really? Yeah, it turned That's out to badass. be I had no idea until I, like, opened it later. That's was, sick as like, hell. You know, it's not, like, the most famous book. I really liked the book, and yeah. I was just like, Fucking, that's so cool. Fucking yeah. hella badass. Yeah. But that is historical figures and their kink as well, kinks as well as is a that, uh, excerpt you know, about how much bro, Edgar Hoover was a piece of shit. I know shit. one right off the bat. Martin, right. or fucking Benjamin Franklin liked to get peed on. Yeah, that's true. He's yeah. a dirty pervert. Yeah, he did like to get peed on. I mean, you know, I guess if you're fine with that, I just think it's, I think it's gross. Yeah. I'm allowed to that's have fair. my no, own yeah, reaction yeah, to no, it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's gross. Yeah. I'm not saying he shouldn't do it. Yeah, do what makes you happy as long as it's consensual yeah. with adults. But gosh, and gross. All that, but yeah. Isn't there... I'm trying to think of some other ones. You should have just done celebrities with famous big penises. <laughs> Collections of famous celebrity William Defoe. penises. Yeah. William Defoe and <laughs> Antichrist had to have a, if you don't know this little piece of movie I love trivia, this story. In the movie Antichrist, uh, there's a scene where William Defoe is naked and they're like having sex or something like it's that. It's like dancing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the director said that William Defoe's penis was so big that it made him uncomfortable. It's, it doesn't it made the scene distracting. Yeah, yeah and he had to like, get a Willem, pe- everyone's just going to talk about your dick. Yeah, and he we had to get a penis double get to get a uh, smaller penis yeah, in there. Yeah. Um and that's how we know William Defoe is packing heat. Packing heat. Packing fucking heat. But uh yeah, I don't know what we're going to do next. I do. Oh. I'm going to cover the insoles. You, oh, you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Skinheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, covering that's right, skinheads. That's right, that's right. Good call. Good yeah. call. I forgot. Um, we're that, calling this one what did we say? Uh, six plus craw- hey, hog cranking, something like that. <laughs> Should we call it uh, Nicholas Cage's six plus hog cranker, just to combine them? Yeah, we can yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely do that. Um, six, I love that. So that's who. That's what we're gonna cover next week. I mean, I'm not really gonna have to do a whole lot of research because I I know. I know, oh, I know yeah. skinhead culture and history off like the back of my head. I am going to have to do a lot of research because I'm not personally <laughs> familiar with the insult yeah, movement at all. Yeah, I just know that they suck. <laughs> I just know I've encountered them a lot because yeah. of 
where I like to fucking reside on the internet. internet. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, if you uh, enjoyed what you listened to, be sure to rate, subscribe, and comment, follow, and follow, hang out with us. Um, we Send will. Us mail. Yeah, we Snacks will. Snacksmaxmail gmail dot com. We will see you next week. Uh, you can also follow me on my other social medias at allmylinks.com slash snacks and official. We will see you next week. Be safe, be kind to others, be kind to yourself. We love you so much. Bye-bye.